0: Listening to the Bay Christian Family Church podcast. Praise God, as you're seated, open your Bible at 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. If you're using a page Bible and you're wondering where that is, it's right next to 1 Corinthians. How have you been enjoying our study on Christ? The rest of you didn't put your hand up. I encourage you, come Sunday mornings. We have a wonderful time in the Word of God. And the Lord for many years has instructed me, well, this is how we planted the house, is that we use the mornings as line upon line, precept upon precept. And the evenings is we trust God for the unction, the anointing, to activate that Word. So it's not like, you know, I choose which service to come to. I want to be in it all because I want everything God has for me. Have you say amen to that? So there's more than just speaking that happens in our services. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. The word has life to it. That's why I said, if you attend to his word, that that word, when you find that word, it is life to you and health to your flesh. Health to your flesh. That's interesting. Shakespeare's plays never healed any flesh. I don't have anything against Shakespeare, but he's a man like you and me. Isn't that right? Any writing. But the word of Jesus, when he speaks, he says when he speaks, it's not just to convey information. You will get information from it. You'll get teaching from it. You'll give insight from it. You'll, You'll learn things. But he says when he speaks, he's imparting life. That life is more real, more alive than any medicine you might swallow. We have confidence in medicine. The doctor says, take this and don't stop till you finish the bottle. People will do that. Even when they feel better, they'll take every last tablet because the doctor said so. But Jesus says his words heal. Because there's life to his word. And so when we sit in a meeting like this, we're getting much more than just the information. I really want to encourage you in this because I know when you've just joined the church, you've just decided today's the day and I'm coming into fellowship. Well, you haven't been through all my messages. You haven't heard everything I've taught. It's, it takes time to get through everything. But sometimes we will cycle, and then we'll go into another message that we studied maybe last year or the year before, and we go through various, why? What are we doing? Because we're learning these different aspects, and we need to keep renewing our minds in these different areas. But you be here long enough, and you get to a point where you can quote the Scripture ahead of me. (laughs) You know, I'm busy teaching, watch this, this is the next Scripture. There it is, that's the same Scripture. And it's very, you've got to be cautious with that, because then the enemy says, oh no, you've learned everything you can learn. No, no, you're not just here to learn new. You will grow. There will be deeper revelation. You can learn something. Wow, I never saw it that way before. I never saw it this way before. But we're not just here to receive more information. We are here to have our faith fed, to have our faith fed. And if you come with that attitude, with that open heart, so I can just say exactly the same things, and, and the anointing will go to work in your heart. Amen. The anointing is what brings that life to us, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, If you missed this morning, really get that message because we're talking about the power gifts that God puts in your life. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And the purpose of those gifts is to equip, to stir up that gift that's in you, the Christ, the anointed one that's in you. And by stirring up that gift, have you noticed, as I said this morning, have, you may be in a message. How many of you have ever been in a message? and made, Usually, people, some those that are open to it, will have it every week. But how have you thought, well, Pastor Allen must have been in my house? Or, or he heard my conversation with my boss? Or, you know, I asked a question and there was the answer. How many have you ever had that happen? Now, there's no way it's possible as a human I can answer like, you know, 5,000 people in, in, in one sitting. How is that possible? I can can deliver a message that answers 5,000 questions, and everyone's different. No, the Holy Spirit is doing the work. I trust Him for a word. He gives me the word. I deliver it, but God impacts. he, He builds in what I release. He puts His Spirit in that, and that same Holy Spirit within you will hear what you need to hear. He'll reveal, and then what you need, He'll reveal, what you need, He'll reveal. You come with that expectation. You'll get an answer every time. I can quote the alphabet and you'll go, that's what I needed to hear. Because the Holy Spirit will impart something through Amen. Amen. Just trust God for that unction. Be open for it. Be open for it. It's not my obligation to spend Saturday afternoon praying, getting ready for this morning, this afternoon, this evening. I do. But you need to be just as much praying. Preparing your heart. Don't fight and argue in the car on the way to church. Sort that out. No, 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 no. We, we can discuss this Monday. Today is the Lord's day. Oh, amen. And by faith, that's where Pastor Sam says, I love you by force and by choice. Today, I love you because I choose to love you. We can talk tomorrow, but today is the Lord's day. I'm, I'm setting this time aside because I'm going to the household to receive. You get that way, then the enemy you will find less and less problems. If you keep giving in to them, well, the enemy will make sure you argue every single time. So you sit there, go, that and speaking. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk to it when you get home. I'll, I'll sort to that out. We'll get to the sort it of out. <laughs> and, and the word's just going over. You don't want the enemy stealing your word. Because there's a word today. There's something for you right now coming at you. You want to have your eyes wide open. To receive. Amen. Just settle that right now today. I don't know who that's for. I don't, maybe someone's in here. That uh, was by the action of the Holy Spirit. Maybe there's six couples here. Again. You see. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You found chapter four yet? Second Corinthians. Therefore, Bump your name and say, you've got homework. What's it? Chapter 1 to 3. What's therefore, therefore? Well, he's talking about ministry. He's talking about the word and the reason, the purpose of Christ. And it's a powerful study of Christ. Family, how many of you have started when you, as you read your Bible, when you see the word Christ, you make it the anointed one, his anointing. How have you been doing that? Translate, meditate. Have you noticed how certain scriptures come alive? Now, notice this. He says, since we have this ministry, we have received mercy. As we receive mercy, we do not lose heart. Bump your name and say, do not lose heart. Well, it's easy to say. No, no, it's a decision. It is a decision. Settle it today you're not going to allow the enemy to steal your joy. No matter what happens, say this, I refuse to lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God, even if our gospel. Now, what's the gospel? The good news. The good news. Now, we know when we talk about the good news, the gospel, that's the good news Jesus referred to in Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news. That's the anointing that removes burdens and destroys yokes. The gospel of Christ. Everybody say gospel of Christ. So he says, even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing. Listen to why it's veiled. It's not God hiding it from them. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe. Listen to the reason. If the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who's the image of God, should shine on them. This is not God hiding the gospel. This is where sometimes people misinterpret it. God doesn't keep the word away from certain people. The Bible tells us clearly God would have that. None should perish. God so loved the world, not just a pocket. He loves the world that He gave His Son. Whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. So why do people not see the good news? I mean, it stands to reason. I, I remember when I first got saved, I was like, you know, anybody who wasn't saved. I had a lot to say about the church. My mother was going to Christian family church. I had sit at work and with everybody else, talk about those people, that church, that pastor. Down the road. He's got his big face on a billboard on the highway. And, you know, and we, we, had, we all had our thing to say. but you understand why the God of this world who's he talking about the devil the enemy has blinded me because I remember when Janine wanted to go to church to be healed and don't have time to go into the whole testimony but if you've here long enough you know what happened is she went to go be healed and I thought well let me go she said support me I'll go but don't get me involved And I was there in the service, and I watched hands laid on her. I saw her go down in the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, removed the burden, destroyed the yoke, that an x-ray revealed she was healed from something that a doctor out of his own mouth said, this is not medically possible. He doesn't know how we go from that x-ray to that x-ray. But he has to admit that it's the same person, but he doesn't know. He doesn't make medical sense. He explained the whole thing to us. And I saw that happen. You can't deny that kind of move. That's the anointing that did that. No man could do that. The doctor himself said, we've got to cut the bone out. That's his answer. But God changed that bone in between the x-ray being taken to the time we got to the doctor's room. The anointing removed that burden and destroyed what caused it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm standing looking at this. And when I first saw it, what happened? Now the veil's been removed. And I saw the good news. I thought, man, who wouldn't want this? Yes, a God who loves me, even though I was blaspheming, angry. I mean, I get to the house and yeah, see, okay, that's why we sing. That's why we lay hands. That's why now. That's why. Oh, that's why I'm getting all these answers. Oh, that and all of a sudden I'm seeing it in the Bible. This is not some cult. This is not some fad. This is not some uh, some manipulator, some con man. This is the word. This is the word. I remember going to the office. Hey, listen. This is real. Come with me. Hey, this is real. I just told you, come with me, come with me, come with me, come with me. I thought the only reason we're not, because we didn't know better. I found the truth. You would think, who wouldn't want the truth? I'm sure. Have you got a problem? Yeah, come with me. Have you got a problem? Yeah, nah, nah. I'm sorry. Eventually, after a week or two of that, I'm wondering, what's going on here? I thought everybody would come now. Come on, how have you been through that? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Why, why are not people not rushing? I mean, you would think if you find, if I told you I've got the answer, it's going to solve all your problems. You're totally passed, paid off, body healed, everything's well, everything's good. Wouldn't you want to know what that is? Or why aren't people rushing in? Because there's a veil. It's stopping us from seeing the gospel. The family of God, that's where you and I have the anointing to remove that veil, to destroy it. You're not trying to convince people to come to your church. No, you are praying and interceding to take that veil off. You remove the veil, the moment the veil is stripped away, you go, where was this all my life? How many of you know what I'm talking about? And then once that veil is removed, now you can see the truth. And he says "Yeah." This gospel is veiled because of the God of this age has blinded them. Now listen to verse 5. We do not preach ourselves. What are we preaching? The anointed one, Jesus the Lord. We're not just preaching Jesus. Do you preach Christ? Yes, amen. Well, what do you preach? Christ. Well, what is that? Well, you know, Christ. No. Translate. Meditate. What is Christ? Who is Christ? That's the Holy Spirit. The anointing that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all. Healing all who were sick and oppressed That the devil. Why? God was with him. What's he doing? Removing burdens, destroying yokes. Heavenly God, you have that same anointing. He's preaching the anointed one. No one can preach Christ and deny healing. Because without, if you say, I don't believe in healing, well, then the anointing's passed away. I don't believe in that joy thing. Well, then healing must have passed away. Uh, Christ must have passed away. Hello? Hello? Because when the when the first church, when they got filled with the Holy Spirit, a joy hit them that they came out and they were rejoicing and singing and talking in other tongues, and people said, These people are drunk. These people are drunk. Well, why would they say they're drunk? They're looking drunk. But Peter got up and said, No, 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 no. This comes without hangovers. That's my interpretation. Because Paul goes on to, write, and he says the, that that Holy Spirit, is, you can be filled with the Spirit where there is no ruin, like alcohol does. You have the true Spirit. Hallelujah. These aren't drunk as you suppose, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Peter had been, he, he was the one who said, you're the Christ. And now that anointing hits him. He goes, this is what God was talking about. So now we as a church have the same unction, the same Holy Spirit, the same anointing. Hallelujah. So we don't preach ourselves. We preach Christ Jesus the Lord. Family, I mean, that's why you notice I don't do a lot of motivational speaking. I don't quote the Reader's Digest. Now I've heard some good quotes, but I'm going to rather stay with the word. Amen. I heard a preacher one day, he, he read scripture, and by the time he got to the fourth scripture, he said, is it okay if we read this much Bible? I'm like, you're a preacher. Give him. What are you asking to be excused for reading the Bible? Because, you know, in today's society, we, you know, you just get to too much Bible. Well, then you're not relevant, you know. No, you, people don't want to hear. So, No, you've got to stay with what Jesus did from the beginning. Isn't he the one that said, you've heard it said, it is written, it has been said? I don't want to listen to someone unless they're quoting Scripture, quoting the Word. Say amen. Amen. We preach the anointing of the anointed one, Jesus. And ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake, listen to this, it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ Now family of God when we say glory that is a he- it comes from the Hebrew word the Hebrew word is kabod it talks about a heavy weight the heaviness of God In other words whatever you need God has in abundance The glory of God. The glory is the manifestation of something. When you see something in all its glory, it's because it has potential, but when that potential shows off, shows up, that's glory. When you're seeing, you can say something is something, but when you see the glory, it's because it's shown up. And he's saying, we preach Christ, And the result is you're going to see a manifestation. You're going to see a result. So, when we preach Christ and the anointing, the anointed one, as you expect to see something show up, manifest, you're going to see it happen. Hallelujah. Now, listen to this we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure? This glory of Christ. This glory of the anointed one. See, we are earthly vessels. Our bodies are earthly vessels. But that earthen vessel has treasure within it. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. I mean, you can't work this up in the flesh. We are hard pressed. Now, here's what I want you to hear tonight. Listen to this. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. I want you to hear something that Paul is saying here. Because somehow some Christians think, now that they're Christians, all their problems are over. If someone told you that, they lied to you. I don't know about you. There have been times in my life when I decided to stand on a word. I heard my pastor preach it for the first time. I'd Praise God. That sounds good. Let me go for that one. And I took it and I started doing just like he said, confessing it. If it's not like every demon on the planet was reassigned to my house. Come on. How do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like there are other people to go harass. I know why the devil is attacking me. Why not? Didn't Jesus say when the word is sown, that that enemy will come to steal that word? Did he say that? Didn't he say that when you stay in the word and you take that word and hear it and act on it, there is a storm that's coming. There is a storm. Same storm hit the man who built on the rock as the man who built on the sand. What was the difference? The one was doing what he heard but not because there wasn't any storm. He was doing it in spite of the storm. You act on the word despite the problems. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Why? I've overcome the world. Family problems in your life does not mean God has made given up on you. I said problems in your life does not mean God has given up on you. Chances may be you doing everything right. Paul is saying we've been knocked out, smacked down, people talking about us, things are going wrong. Everything seems to be happening. But he says, you know what? We're not giving up. You may try and knock me down. I'll stand up again. Though the righteous fall seven times, yet they will arise again. What's that mean? You were knocked down six other times. You had to get up to be knocked down a second time. Hallelujah. You may be knocked down, but not knocked out. So how do you stand? Oh, boy, I don't know how hard it is. You see, that's the problem. We're trying in our own flesh to stand. Where is God? Right there with you. But you've got to become Christ-minded. The anointing that he put in my heart has been sent to deal with this issue. There is an anointing for every burden that would ever try to take you down. Do you really think you're going to have some problem and go to God and say, Father, this has happened in my life. And God says, you the first one. I've never heard of a problem like this. We forgot to put that one on the cross. Do you think that's possible? So that means whatever you're facing was dealt with on the cross. The anointing removes every burden. So the only reason I any burden can take me down is if I give in to it. But family, we have to get to a place where we recognize that we have to put time aside think about it. Most times when we think that God has not come through, it's because our expectancy of the calendar moment expired. My rent was due yesterday. God, where are you? Lord, any time now would be great. Come on, how have you ever prayed that? five people admitted the truth. The rest of you, come on, be honest. Anytime now, God. So you've prayed that prayer. Let me ask you another question. How many of you thought God was late and He showed up way beyond when you thought it should have been? And when it did, you went That is exactly, if it happened then, it would have been out of time. But right now, yes, that it happened exactly the way. I would never thought of it this way. But the way he did it was way better than what I thought would work. Come on, let me see that hand. Come on, wave your hand. Look around you. Look around you. That family is allowing the anointed one to do the work. Instead of me trying to figure out the solution. So just for once, not for once, this is how you're going to live now. But what I'm saying is, at, make a decision once and for all. Don't decide by when it should be done. I tried sewing and it didn't work. Who says? Who says it didn't work? Well, I haven't seen it. Have you waited long enough? Well, how much I, How long much longer must I wait? Well, till you leave the planet. When you leave the planet, then go to God and say, now I sowed a seed there and I didn't see a harvest. But I can guarantee you live with that mindset to just decide. I can be thrown down, crushed, perplexed, totally knocked out, bashed down. (laughs) No matter what happens, I am not knocked out. I'm coming back up and I'm going to keep praising God. I'm going to keep worshiping God. Why? The anointing is at work. I've got to let the anointing do the work. Throw Plan B away. Well, oh, that was a word for someone. Look at this, verse ten. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. You see, we're just suffering for Jesus. No, no, no. Keep, keep reading. You have to allow Jesus to have died and is no longer I who live. Look at the next part. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Allow your ambitions to die. Allow what we've worked out in the flesh to die. Hallelujah. Janine and I, you heard our testimony about when we were trying to fall pregnant. Doctors told us we're still apparently not supposed to have children. But we chose to believe the report of the Lord. And our first time Janine fell pregnant, we fought a fight of faith, but it took years. And then, well, months, but long, lot of months, Then the second time, less time. Third time, even less time. The fourth time, those that don't know, we have a child in heaven. His name's Michael. The fourth time, we didn't even pray. Janine came to me and says, I think I'm pregnant. My answer was, oh, we haven't prayed. (laughs) See, I got so used to, I have to fight this fight. But you notice what happened when I let the anointing go to work, without even realizing, when we said, you know what, don't worry, just, just leave it. I really, after our third child, and he went to be in heaven, Janine, and I, Janine said, don't, do you still want a child? I said, I believe he's, he's, he's in heaven. That's, that's our child, and I'm satisfied. The Lord said that I will have a son, and I'm satisfied. So she said she's also satisfied. We left it. What happened? We rested. We rested. But you see, that confession was still alive. God's not mocked. I had sown enough word. Janine and I had sown enough word. And that word was sufficient without me using my flesh. You've got to be willing to give it up. Let it go. Oh, I want my husband in church with me. I want my husband in church with me. I want my husband in church. And we've got to come to church. You're the man in the house. You're supposed to be in church with him. Keep fighting, arguing with that man. He'll keep backing out, keep backing out, keep backing out. Listen, make a decision. Give him to the Lord. In your mind, say, I don't care. I'm going to the house of God. And I don't need you sitting next to me to make me feel better. I don't care what people think or say. Where's her husband? That doesn't bother me. I'm here not for people. I'm here to serve God. And you see my father, uh, you see my husband father, and he has scales on his eyes, but you remove it. You, you want him in heaven more than I want him sitting next to me in church. See, it's not about you wanting your husband in church. God wants him in heaven. So give it to him. Release it. Amen. And then he says something ugly, blasphemous, whatever. Just smile. I just said something about your church. Still love you, honey. Jesus loves you. That power of the anointing will go to work in his heart. The day will come when he will wake up and say, let's go to your church today. Give Jesus praise. Amen. Verse 11. We who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Why? That the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is working in us, but life is working in you since we have the same Spirit of faith. According to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you for all things are, of, are for your sakes. Why? That grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do Not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. Now remember who wrote this? Who wrote this? Now you go read Paul's history. This man was beaten, locked up in prison, stoned, not smoking, with rocks, <laughs> real rocks. Till they left him for dead. They would check that the man's dead. I believe he was raised from dead. Otherwise, they wouldn't have stopped stoning him shipwrecked, bitten by a snake. I don't know if anyone's been through all of that. Anyone been stoned lately? Again, rocks. <laughs> How, uh, 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 anyone willing to stand next to the ball and say, I know what you feel like. <laughs> I don't think anybody here went through all of that. And he writes, our light affliction. A light affliction. He says, I know what's happened to me. I understand what happened. I'm not saying, God, how could you let this happen? No, when they locked him up in the prison, in the inner dungeon. Oh, God, I was preaching your gospel and you let me get arrested. Now they want to kill me. No, he's in the bottom of that pit and he is praising God. He's praising God. Why? You can lock me up, but you can't keep me in change. Watch what happens when I praise God. And he's worshiping and he's praising God. He didn't know what the solution's going to be. He just knew to praise God. What happened? That anointing broke that prison open, destroyed the locks and the chains and everything fell off his hands. Family of God, believe. This anointing works. And the day you say, you know what? The problems I'm going, they're a light affliction. Shoot your biggest shot, sucker. Watch the anointing go to work. Hallelujah. Now, how can you do that? Verse 18. We do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seeing. For the things which are seen are, 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 are. This too shall pass, family. The things which are not seen are eternal. Again, by testimony. How many of you faced the situation? You thought, that's it. I've never been in a worse time in my life. This is over. And you look back and you think, praise God. God, that was awesome. I mean, that, that was just a moment, and now it's gone. Come on, how many you can testify to that? Wave your hand, wave your hand. Again, look around. All over the building. Now remember that. Remember that. Because you do know there is another attack coming. I bind that in Jesus' name. No, no, you're going to have no more problems in your life. No, that, that, that's ignorance. But make a decision today. If God is for you, who can be against you? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who he? The Holy Spirit. That anointing in you. Christ in you. The hope of Glory, the manifestation of God's power is working right now. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to wonder. You go through the word and you see all these miracles. No one stood up that day and said, You know what? I'm going to go out and see if I can find a burning bush because it's time I go down to Israel, uh, down to Egypt to get Israel out. No, he just got up and that glory showed up. But you do it praising. I don't care if tears are running down your eyes. You lift those hands and you praise Him. Give Him glory. Give Him glory. Give Him glory. Come on, stand your feet. Give Him glory. 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 Come on, worship your King. Praise His name. Praise His name. Come on. I know you've been through tough times, but praise Him anyway. I know you've been bashed. Praise Him anyway. I know it cut deep, that, that, that word that somebody said, just praise Him, don't worry about it, forgive that person, let it go. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Worship Him, just praise Him. Praise Him, I know you feel tired. Praise Him. I know it's difficult, but praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory. I tell you why you're praising burdens are being removed. Yokes are being destroyed. That debt destroyed. Destroyed. I don't know how we ever gonna pay this. Don't worry. Praise him. Praise him. He's gonna teach you to profit. He'll show you the way out. Praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Woo! Don't let the devil ever have the last say. The devil must just cough in your direction. Praise, 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 praise. He clears his throat to speak. (laughs) Praise, 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 praise. Amen. You're not going to make it this time. Uh -uh. Praise him, praise him. I've killed a lion, I've killed a bear. This giant's coming down today. That's yours, family. That's your victory. Christ in you. That anointing. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now you can do this every day of the week. Wake up in the morning and do it. Go to bed that night. Oh, what a day. I'll oh, Another day like that. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. I was in Durban ministering for somebody at a conference and Pastor Anu Padayachi and the person driving me, we were driving back to where I was staying, and they said, they asked me, they said, is there, is there one thing, just something in your life, if you look back on your life, is there something you would change? That sounds like a good question, doesn't it? What have you learned in your 60 years? Is there something you would change? I gave it a moment of thought. And I said, you know what? Everything that's ever happened, whatever it is, whether I liked it, or not, whether it caused me great joy or terrible heartache and pain and sorrow. All those things has formed and changed and guided me because even in the bad things, I've learned through them and it's taken me to a higher level. I am today because of everything that happened, not just the good got me here everything that happened has produced what I have today. Would I want to change anything about my life today? No. I am happy where God's called me. I'm happy where the family has put me in. I'm happy with the wife I have. I love my kids. I love my kids that have being added because of my kids. I love my grandchildren. Love, there's not one of them I want to change not one of any aspect of my life that I'm seeing God's hand in. And all of that where I came to was because that happened. I got this word and that word propelled me. Would I change anything? No, because you can change one thing. And where would I be today? I could be in prison. I could have been destroyed. Died five years ago if I changed just one aspect. See, stop trying to think my life could have been so much better. Family, you are in the household of faith today and you are born again, destined for heaven. No matter what the enemy tried, you made it. Now pull those shoulders back and go at life knowing that you are anointed and the anointed one is carrying you and taking you to where you need to be. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Now, that kind of life, that man, that woman of God, the devil just cannot take out. Because you will barge your way into heaven praising God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.